0: Let's go and open up our Bibles today to Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to read just the end. Let's see, uh, Galatians 5, verse 12. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. He's referring to those Judaizers, those legalizers that were trying to place them back under the bondage of the law. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In other words, don't use this liberty that you have in Christ to do fleshly things or as an excuse for sin. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you, divide, if you de- bite and devour one another, beware, lest you are consumed of one another. So the bottom line is, is if you're loving your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to bite and devour him. And he says, beware lest you be consumed by one another. And then in verse 16, he gives the solution. Walk in the Spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these two are contrary one to another so that you do not do the things that you wish so here's the answer that he says they need they need to walk in the spirit if they would walk in the spirit they would not be biting and devouring one another if we would just walk in the spirit we wouldn't have so many problems with our flesh. You mark it down, when a brother or a sister is biting and devouring one another, they are not walking in the Spirit, but they are walking in the flesh. So Paul has just given us a little reminder here. Listen, the Bible tells us that we have an obligation, yes. We do have an obligation to correct one another. But we do not have an obligation to bite and devour and destroy one another. Now, I know our sinful flesh. When, you, when I give you criticism, in my opinion, I'm giving you constructive criticism. But when you give me criticism, I can see that as destructive criticism. Not so. We should love each other enough to speak the truth into each other's lives. We should be able to do that out of love for one another Now, you know, first thing happens when someone tries to correct someone, when someone tries to bring spiritual truth to someone. You know, we'll get into this later about fornication and adultery and lewdness and uncleanness. The first time you step out and try to correct a brother in regards to these things, or a sister, they immediately quote out of context, judge not lest ye be judged. They even switch into the King James mode to make their point. Listen. If I see you walking in sin, I have every obligation under the sun, out of my love for you, to speak truth to you. Now, if you don't want to take that, and you want to bow up and walk away from that, that's between you and God. But I have an obligation to speak truth into your life, because God told me to. Whether you take it, that's between you and the good Lord. And then he says in verse 18, But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. In other words, if you consent to the teachings of the Holy Spirit, it will free you from the constraints and the punishment of the law. In other words, you're not going to be doing these things if you're walking in the Spirit. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Now he begins to list that things that are manifested when someone walks in the flesh. Number one, adultery, fornication, uncleanness lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contingents, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Notice he says the word practice. Practice literally means to walk in habitually unrepentant Sin. Every one of us have committed adultery in our hearts. Every one of us has been to fornication in our hearts. Every one of us have been unclean. Every one of us have been lewd. Every one of us have practiced idolatry. And you know what? Every one of us has even practiced sorcery. The Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Every one of us have hated, every one of us have been contentious and jealous, every one of us have committed outbursts of wrath, and operated in selfish ambition, and created dissensions, and and even heresy, and envies, and murder in our hearts, as Jesus said, and drunkenness, and revelries, but notice he says those who practice such things. That's not talking about those one-off situations that we just happen to walk in the flesh for a moment and do these things. It's talking about people who consistently, habitually, unrepentingly walk in these sins. Those people will not inherit the kingdom of God those people are not saved and I don't care if their name has been on the roll at the church down on the corner for 30 years they're not children of God because they are practicing these things and they will not inherit the kingdom of God so here we see the list of what someone looks like who's walking in the flesh now don't get me wrong like I told you in the Yes, Christians can do these things, but they're going to repent. They're going to turn away from them. The chastening hand of God is going to come against them. The rod of God is going to come against them, and they're going to walk away from these things. Now notice in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such, there's no law. There's no law that tells us we can't have love. There's no law that tells us we can't have joy and peace and long suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and yes, self control. There's no law that says that. This is what someone looks like who is walking in the Spirit. And understand something God wants spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. So the question for us today is, I know that I have all of the spirit, but does he have all of me? The way to know is the spiritual fruit. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 7, 17, even so every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So the bottom line is that good trees produce good fruit. People who are walking in the spirit who are children of God, produce good fruit, and bad trees, people who are not children of God, they produce bad fruit. It's not possible for good trees to produce bad fruit or bad trees to produce good fruit. The writer of James further addressed this issue in James 3.11. Does a fountain send forth at the same time sweet water and bitter? No, not even possible. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? No. Or, Or either a vine? Figs? So, no fountain can both yield salt water and fresh. You're either one or the other. You're either a child of God or you're not. It's simply not possible to be both good and bad, salt water and fresh, at the same time. You simply have to be one or the other. And those who are Christ, in verse 24, have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires if you're children of God, you have crucified these fleshly tendencies with their passions and the the desires. In other words, Christians should not be doing these things. Paul further elaborated on this in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, when he said, know ye not that the, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate that's referring to homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind doing things that are unseemly unnatural, neither thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And again, Those who practice these things are not children of God. And if they think they're children of God, then they have deceived themselves. And again, as Christians, yes, we can commit these sins. But we will not habitually, unrepentingly practice walk in these sins. Listen, folks, hope that you have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you and is working all things out for your good.